All right, Ian, welcome. Thank you. You want to just introduce yourself real quick, and then I've got some questions for you? Yeah, what's, what's important to introduce myself with? Whatever you deem important. My name's Ian. Um, I'm a friend, uh, housemate, and part-time lover. Of <laughs> um, I think we're on here to talk about creation, creativity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that excites me. Um, I probably right now mainly spend my creative time with music and making surfboards. Um, things are exciting. I like using my hands and creating things that are, that I think are cool anyways, mm-hmm. even if no one else does. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Well, I want to, at some point, I will want to hear uh, what makes something cool to you. But yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, tell me about, like, how did you uh, first get into surfing and and making surfboards? Um, or, actually, we'll start, did the surfboards or music come first? Music. Okay. Yeah. So, t- talk to me about, like, what that process was like. When were you like, oh, I want to start making beats or, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story because... I think my dad kind of thinks that music is silly. And like when I was a little kid, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a musician and it's like, it's my dream. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And my dad was, I was like, yeah, like let's have, you know, some accurate, um, expectations here. But it's funny because I got all of my stuff because randomly one day he just came home with it and like, <laughs> he downloaded all the stuff onto my computer and like got me a mic and all this stuff. So it's yeah, kind of funny that awesome. he was the one that got me into it. But so I kind of had all that equipment, um, got some monitors and I've always just loved music. It's just fascinated me. Um, I think maybe it started when I was in, I was in like sixth grade and I was at a Lecrae concert. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where he was just standing up there and like on top, he like stood up on top of the speakers and it was like having this moment where he was just rapping so fast and everyone in the crowd was just like falling along to it. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, what he's doing up there is creating like a feeling in every single person in this like crowd right now. Uh, like that's probably the coolest thing ever. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, little sixth grade me is like, Lecrae is the coolest thing ever. And right, I had right. So I was like, I want to do that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of just started watching a bunch of YouTube tutorials and stuff. Cause I was like, I loved listening to music and I was like, it would be super cool to be able to make some as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, interesting too, that it's not, it was never like a, instrument or like a yeah really like technical music thing right it was more yeah. about like producing and mixing yeah my parents started me on guitar when i was little because uh-huh. my dad made guitars oh and so really? i was kind of was like oh that's sick that yeah. like, he made that and he can play it and it's uh-huh. cool and yeah so they got me guitar lessons for like a few years when i was growing up so i think that's when the music started okay um but yeah definitely more drawn to the pro- production side of things okay because i have no technical knowledge of music like okay. whatsoever like yeah. at all yeah. it's all but year which yeah. probably isn't good and i probably just need to bite the bullet and do some music theory training but i just haven't really i mean i know yeah. the basics but well it's interesting like i i think there are some people there's different tracks right to that people take some people like they go all in on the music theory they learn Mm. you know five different instruments first yeah and it's like really heavy on the technical music side and then they kind of get into you know production or whatever yeah yeah yeah. um but some people like i feel like some people just like listening to music yeah um do you know rick rubin yes okay so i feel like i mean i don't i don't know if he plays instruments or whatever yeah but 
whenever I've heard him talk about it, he's like, I just listen to like a ton of music. Yeah. And you just get an ear for it though. And I think it's cool because that's what we're seeing with the music scene right now is with so many like kids who don't really know much about music, but they have such an ear for like what's cool. Uh-huh. And we have new, I think there's so much more access to like GarageBand, which is free uh-huh. and you can make stuff that is top tier. I mean, Joji makes like all of his stuff on GarageBand. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Lacey too, right? Yes. Steve Lacey does all his stuff through like USB pickups and it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, And then you can distribute your stuff through SoundCloud. And I think it's a lot of people who it's kind of moving away from like, you have to have a lot of technical knowledge to like what sounds cool and what does your ear pick up? And then kind of, and there's also a lot of tools now where you can work around music theory, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. (laughs) Like there's so many programs that you can use to like write in different melodies or different chord progressions and stuff that are all in the same key, but you don't have to know any of it. Yeah. Um, which I like. Right. It's, it's nice for me. Benefits we me. Can, yeah. We can talk about whether or not that's good for, for, I don't know, music. I don't yeah. know if it is, but it sure is nice. But I think that opens up the world to a lot more of just like, okay, what's cool. And people are able to decide what's cool and, and push what they think is cool. And I think that the masses kind of are taking that in. Yeah. More so then, than we've kind of ever seen which is fun it seems like probably the technology allows for more experimentation yeah which means your your low end and your high end are like there's a big difference yeah yeah (laughs) but it also probably means like what you're saying is like the mastery is just as rare as it was before yeah yes i would i would say so but but i think that there's maybe a different definition of like what I don't know maybe what mastery is like people are just making weird sounds and people are yeah, doing yeah. Like really bizarre things that people love right and like you know maybe rewind us i don't even know 20 30 years and some of the stuff that we're listening to now people would be like what in the world is this but yeah. we think it's cool and i guess that's kind of what music always does but i think that we're like more able to readily like move forward and like move on and like sounds can progress faster than they could I right think, because there's more people are able to mess around with it yeah and you know maybe someone who would never know anything about music theory and was never exposed to music theory now has the ability to still produce sounds that sounds like you know music theory uh-huh um and you can like make things so it's like maybe there's someone who has tons of creativity mm-hmm. and would be super skilled but they never got the training for it they can still make stuff that's like yeah. dope now with the tools that we have. And you may actually benefit from, this is like I was reading a book by Rick Rubin. And one of the things he was saying is like, usually the people who make it like really big, it's either the people who have the mastery and they just have all the tools in the mm-hmm. toolkit. Uh, or it's the people who never learned the rules in the first place. Yeah. And so they're not constrained by whatever the like, you know, yeah. the quote unquote rules are yeah, and they just do what sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and there's probably a good balance in there somewhere of yeah. the people who like know what to do and like how to yeah. work your way around equipment, but right. also who are like just having a year for creativity. Yeah. Um, so when you're, so when you're listening to music and when you are making music, mm-hmm. are there things you're listening for? Are you trying to like find unique sounds um, are they sounds that make you feel something? Like, how are you kind of weighing that? Uh, when I'm listening or creating or you do both in any order. Um, when I'm listening, I, yeah, I think I want to hear stuff that's unique. I think 
I feel like you want to hear a song that has like a lot of personality. Like it's the really ambiguous term. But, like people are always like, oh, this artist has like the it factor, uh-huh. which is really kind of ambiguous. And like, what does that necessarily mean? Mm-hmm. But I think it's like when something has personality and okay. like, I don't know, just like kind of a unique flair and okay. something that's like not necessarily just following the mold. And that's all so cliche and ambiguous, mm-hmm. but I just think your ear can pick up on something that's like, oh, that's different. Or they're, they yeah. have a unique sound or they're kind of like doing it their own way. Yeah. Um, and that's not just going to like, you know, they're not making this just to get to the top of the charts, but they're doing this because it's kind of a cool form of expression. Right. They, that's like you have a vision and you're, you're putting it, you're, you're executing. Yeah. Um, what are the factors that go into that? Like not an yeah. exhaustive list, Yeah. but like, can you put your finger on like, is it confidence? Is it totally? You know? I think, I think a lot of it is confidence. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I love Dominic Fike mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. and he sings so confidently mm-hmm. and is like, does such wild things with his voices or his voice. Um, and he doesn't have like a super strong singing voice. He's not bad, but it's not like amazing it's not like yeah you know it's not like he just has a really good voice but when he records you know that he's like doing it confidently yeah he's like and i think that you can kind of hear that courage or like confidence and it's like a swag factor it's like oh no i know what i'm doing is swaggy you know what i mean and i'm gonna record it like i think so yeah um and i think that that translates to what you're listening to yeah when i saw him live at flogna Mm -hmm. in 2019 uh I was like super impressed. Yeah. Like he, he was super impressive life. And I think for that same reason, like yeah. there's a, a certain level of confidence. And it's like, Oh, you have a personality. Like you're, what you're making is different. There's personality to it and you're confident in that. Okay. And all, and I think part of what you're saying with personality too, is like, it is the person. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the person shows in the music. Yeah. So with a song that's like, um, like all the like one hit wonder songs, it's like, no, you just like yeah, made a catchy song. song yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. Whereas really good artists, it's like, you're, you're getting a sense of the person yeah. through the music. Yeah. And you had confidence in your own swag, which I yeah. think is different from genre to genre, artist to artist. But yes. it's so whoever's appreciating it, I guess like you have to make something that other people appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like you, you're, you know, like you're, I hate that term, but like, you know, your swag mm-hmm. and you're confident in it mm. and you're willing to like make from that, like have that be your origin or where you're starting from instead of like, okay, what do other people think is like, cool. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Do you think, do you think that is specific to the music industry? Um, I'm just trying not. to think about like, yeah, other creative, like, yeah, people. I don't, I would I would think probably not. I think I think if you have a vision and you can execute it well and it's cool, like people are going to gravitate towards it. Even. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's kind of needs to be not, I think starting from like the origin of what you think is cool and not from the origin of like what is going on, which is like currently accepted to be cool. Right. Because I think then you'll just always be like chasing trends and you're not ever going to be like it'll never stand out. Uh-huh. And I think that you probably see that across different um, creative. Right. Uh, yeah. Like film, I'm, I would imagine is similar. Yeah. Or fashion yeah. or. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But it also feels like there are some categories that don't like, like, are, 
our authors the same way. You know what I mean? Like for some reason it doesn't like it yeah. doesn't hit the same. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm not into books like I am into no, music. I but I mean I am into books and I still <laughs> feel like they're not the same. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um Yeah. Okay. So when you're um that's how you feel about uh, when you're listening to music. Mm-hmm. When you're making your own music, yeah, you're trying to let that like what's cool to you yeah. come through. Yeah. So how do those ideas come to you, and um, how do you, yeah, how do you kind of sift through like that thought process and uh, yeah. those I, ideas? I pirate samples online. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Love the no, honesty. Uh, no. I think. Um, I don't know. I think I, I get inspired by what I hear other people doing and how they're Mm -hmm. kind of like pushing the envelope with different sounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm talking like I'm a, like I'm a famous musician. Right. Well, yeah. I get inspiration. No, but, (laughs) um, so I think I kind of get inspired by that, but also it's like such a form of self expression and like every, every like beat that you make is mimics like how you're feeling in that moment. Right. Like if I'm having a rough day, then I'm going to have like, if I'm sad, there's going to be some like sad beats that come out. Or if I'm like yeah. upset, it's going to be like, you know, pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that a lot of the inspiration just comes from how you're feeling. Um, but as far as like, yeah, I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of different like sounds and different plugins uh-huh. and things like that on my computer. You just kind of spend a lot of time just going just through like, through. okay, what's cool? And then uh-huh. you hear something like, oh, that was, that was sick. Uh-huh. That matches the vibe of what I'm making right now. Let's, how, how do I put that in? Yeah. And then I just kind of fill around and play around until I get something I like. Yeah. Do you um, feel like you're more, so the way you're describing it, it makes it sound like you're like tinkering. Yeah. More than, more than like having a conversation with whatever music is out there. Yeah. It's not like you're hearing that and like, kind of like trying to respond to it yeah you're more just like here you have all these pieces and you're just like yeah which it's it's so tough because i i think i tend to think in terms of um um like what the best that it can be and it's like okay what is like the best melody here that there can possibly be Uh and it's like i'm not gonna figure it out or like am i not gonna find it yeah and and so that's like, it, that's where that tinkering can be tough because it's like, you know, okay, I can mess with it here, but like, oh, like, was that snare not right? And like, uh-huh. I'm, I was like, is it not, am I not doing this like optimally? Yeah. And, but so that's, that's kind of where it's hard is it's like, at what point are you going to be content? And I think that's why I have such a fear of like sharing what I make is because uh-huh. it's like, you know, is this as optimal as it could be? Or is this the best thing that I could put out? Right. At what point am I just going to be like, no, I like it and right. I'm proud of it and I'll show it. And I don't yeah. usually get there, which is a bummer and I probably, you know, I want to be better at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just kind of this long process of like, okay, that sounds kind of cool, but what can we change with that? Right. Um, I Two things there, because I feel that with like putting out stuff that you're like, that wasn't yeah. good yeah. or it wasn't my best or for Trust me guys, case, I'm better. Seriously, trust me guys. <laughs> yeah. But in my case, I'm like, yeah, I'm just putting this out there and I, yeah. I know it's not good, but I I'm working that. on it. Right? I admire And so that's a skill and it seems to me like it's more common that people who are successful stick with the thing and keep doing it yeah. and putting it out there and learning as they go versus like, oh, they just get it right their first time. Yeah. And you have to get through those 
first ones. It's just the ones that you don't see from the people yeah. who made it, you know. And there's a humility there. Right. I just probably don't have yet, <laughs> you know. Because I hear dope music, I'm like, I should be able to make that. Right. My stuff, I'm like, shoot, yeah. that sucks. Well, so this is that's the other thing that I I like, um, kind of what you're describing is, and I feel this too a lot of times in a if I'm in like a creative flow it's like there's a thread that you're following Mm -hmm. like you can see um it's almost like you get a sense of like this is where this should go but i don't know how to get there necessarily yeah so you're describing like this optimal like the optimal melody yeah you can like sense that it's like somewhere in you know that direction Mm -hmm. but you're not you don't know the steps to get there yeah so the the challenge of the creative process is finding that sweet spot where it's like you you know you can get there but it's a challenge to find the right steps to get there yeah yeah totally and i feel like that's the most energizing right yeah is when it's like that that sweet spot of challenging yeah. and like a little bit of a mystery yeah but you're able to get there and it's especially the sweet spot when you're getting there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of feels like yeah i agree i i think the thing that goes through my head is it's like Doctor Strange when he's looking through all the millions of different timelines. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and then in, in what is it like in three of the timelines we win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. There's like a million different possibilities yeah, yeah. with this, and there's like one that's optimal. Yeah. In three of those, like, there's like 14 million possibilities. Three of them, there's a good beat. In yeah. <laughs> three of them, I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. Three of them suck. <laughs> no. So that kind of like is paralyzing, and I don't really know how to work through that. Uh huh. I think I need to do that better yeah but it's definitely paralyzing for me of being like okay at what point i was like okay maybe it's not the, the best that it right. could possibly be like bringing the professionals they probably get some better yeah but i still like it and i'm proud of it yeah it's tough yeah yeah that's interesting and i think i i've been like thinking a lot about the creative process as kind of like there there's the two these two like levels there's this like idealistic like um kind of like theory level and mm-hmm. then there's the actual level mm-hmm. and so much of it is like bridging the yeah. gap between those two yeah. and so when you're like highly aware of some like theoretical better thing yeah and you can't make it happen it's but now i'm really sitting in my room on my computer yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly yeah. um cool okay so um i also want to talk about surfboards mm-hmm. um is it similar do you feel like it's similar or it does it fall into a completely different category for you? I'd say it's like a Venn diagram where okay. there's so much that does overlap and so much that just totally doesn't. Okay. So um, I'm gonna, I'll make you fill in the Venn diagram. Okay, little, cool. Like, cool. <laughs> just explain like what, what is similar? What's different? Uh, similar. I think it's still, you make something that you think is dope and mm-hmm. like, it's such an expression of mm-hmm. like, okay, here, I'll make something that I think sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Or like with surfboards, it's like, all right, I'm going to make something that like looks cool mm-hmm. and feels like I is like, you know, swaggy, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, I think it's still a creative expression. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I would say it's quite a bit different because with surfboard building, there's much more of like a, a science to it and that's maybe because i don't know music theory and you know <laughs> right. you're probably yeah. pissed at me right now I, yeah all the people yeah. all <laughs> like, the millions of people listening right now yeah. who know <laughs> all the music theory though yeah um and i guess maybe not necessarily so much of a science but it is so much different like working with your hands and be like okay i have this raw material sitting in front of me uh-huh. it's this block of foam and now i'm gonna like create 
I'm going to shave it down and yeah. lay it down and I have my like sander right here and I'm going to carve away some of that. And yeah. you know, um, so it's definitely a different process, like working with your hands, mm-hmm. whereas music for me, cause I'm not really playing, playing tons of instruments is I'm much more like playing with my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's different, but it's still like by the, when you're finished with it, it's like, ah, it's my baby. Like that's mm-hmm. my little thing that when I started, there was nothing and now there's a product here and yeah. like, it's cool and that's, you know, right. And I'm proud of it and still embarrassed to show people because yeah, yeah. it's not <laughs> as good as it should be. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely different doing something with your hands and like right. going outside and be like, all right, I'm going to power up my tools and, uh-huh. you know, start shaving away. Um, but yeah, it's so fun having just like a block of foam and being like, I, there's a board in there somewhere and like my job yes. is to like pull it out. Yeah. Whereas with music, it's kind of like, all right, here's a blank empty yeah. canvas. So let me just put something in there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've. I don't know much about like sculpture, but I do know that like that is a that is an important concept to like um, like marble statues and stuff. It's like you just start with a block, yeah, yeah. and you're taking away, and it's actually like important what you take away. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're you're adding stuff. And it's different too because surfboards need to be functional. I feel like music, it's just like pleasurable. Like, uh-huh. is this enjoyable to listen to? Yeah, but with surfboards, it's like, oh, it, like. Is it, is it a good outline? Like, will it work well in the water? Right. Like, well, like we've talked about your fish that you made that you like got so much good use out of. Yeah. And it's like that there's something like that feels so good about the practical nature of like, oh no, this. Yeah. I love this board. Yeah. It definitively works. Yeah. It is is good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then there also, there's ones that I've made that are terrible like my first ones were so bad mm-hmm. like they they like just skip along the water basically <laughs> right? it's like the weirdest feeling board but also there's something sweet about it too uh-huh. and and i feel like there's kind of a beauty that you can get from boards that would probably excite people that are have kind of feel like they've exhausted i don't know like have explored everything and have like mastered everything because uh-huh. i feel like i would as a beginner like roll it back a little bit to my first boards and kind of some of the mistakes I was making there are mistakes that people would not be making when they're like, you know, thousands of boards in. And it gives you like a feeling that, you know, would maybe excite someone who feels like they've kind of like figured out all there is to figure out about the high performance boards. Right. And there's like kind of a, there's one of my favorite uh, shapers, Zach Flores. He was pretty much just on all high performance boards. Uh-huh. Um, was kind of like burnt out. He was just doing like the competitions, things. And he's like, you know, every... You ride every wave the same. Right. And then he found a a cooler lid and he's like glassed it and mm-hmm. rode this cooler lid. And he's like, it opened up the world of surfing to me. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, all these waves that I would ride the exact same, now I have to like think about it differently. And Interesting. like, it's, it was literally a lid. And he's yeah. like making these high performance boards and he gets excited about a lid. Yeah. And so I think that there's something beautiful too about starting, you know, and the mistakes that you make. I think you can come out with things that, you know, professionals would never do. And that probably yeah. translates to music too. It's like, I would probably do a chord progression or something like that, that yeah. a professional would be like, why would you ever do that? But like, it might kind of sound cool. Yeah. And, that, and that there might be a difference there that, you know, might excite someone and they might not get for, from doing it the right way, quote unquote. You know? Right. And, and I also love that, like the doing it not op- optimally, quote unquote, is can like actually enchant the, the process for you like yeah. it, it makes it come alive again yeah whereas if you're so focused on um 
like optimizing and um yeah like the the high performance nature of it yeah it's like you just lose so it much. loses the life mm-hmm. which that's why i hate pop-out boards you know uh-huh. it's like you just put it through the machine and it like you know the cad thing just like scans it out and you yeah, get yeah. this you know it's like i don't know there's something no, boring yeah <laughs> boring about that. Yeah, yeah i don't know it's just not it's yeah. not beautiful in the way that maybe like some kind of kind of janky board might be yeah know? I I found like I, this is a a bit of a tangent, but I've like I found that to be one of the frustrating things about like uh, some engineering hmm. is like it can be so systematized yeah that it's like oh you just pl- you plug and chug basically yeah and so and that's not true like there are a lot of engineers who do like just insane creative work that's mm-hmm. like you know. Sure. really valuable sure <laughs> right <laughs> um but and i my guess is in every field yeah there's there are people who are able to find like some enchanting thing about it and mm-hmm. people who are like just get kind of like lost in the motion mm-hmm. um but that's a challenging thing to do and yeah. sometimes like sometimes it takes a cooler lid like just random yeah. mistakes or who knows yeah um but that's something, again, that you can't really like learn unless you just put it out there. You're yeah. just like, I'm just going to try stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And I wonder if some of that enchantment is because like we're not professionals, you know, like, yeah, it's because there's also part of it's like the chase. Like I would love, I, I would love to be uh, like a recording artist that sells out stadiums, but I'm not. And those recording artists that are selling out stadiums are probably no longer super enchanted yeah and would probably really love to be back to the point where i'm over here like you know trying to figure it out and do some some janky work you know? yeah well it's like you know how like for a lot of like bands their first like two albums are their best mm-hmm. and then usually they like sign with a label and then from there it's just like downhill yeah yeah it's like it i think that's why that happens is like because it is about the chase early on and there you're just so excited about like finding that yeah, thing and following your freedom. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a way to save that. Uh, yeah. Is there like, I don't know. I think it's probably still making sure that you're creating kind of what we're talking about from like that origin of what you think is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's a lot of surfboard shapers out there who are, pushing the envelope of making like super weird boards and like asymmetricals are a huge thing right now. Okay. And, or like doing finless boards that Mm -hmm. can slide around on waves and things that are, I mean, that stuff has been around, but I think it's still, and I think that there's a lot of people that are signed to big like teams or big brands and things like that. And it kind of puts them in the box of what needs to be like commercialized a little bit. And so that kind of takes away some of that freedom. Yeah. And some of these shapers have like moved away from those brands that are probably making quite a bit of money mm-hmm. so that they can start making really weird boards that might not appeal to, yeah. so, to as many people, but it is more fulfilling to them and more exciting to them. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's maybe one strategy to use would be making sure that you're, you know, creating from a place of like creative freedom. And I think that the higher up you get and the more advanced you get, you kind of get put a little bit more and more in a box because you're kind of, you're a big, you're a big asset for people to make a lot of money. Yeah. And so. And it, yeah, it becomes harder to remain humble and 
focused on that goal versus like, oh, well, I could make the money or yeah. I could please or like more people. Right now, if I was to record something and put it on Spotify, I'd have to clear it by nobody, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then again, it's not getting listened to anybody, but right. I, I have complete freedom to do whatever I want. Whereas Justin Bieber, yeah. you know, or, or whatever Whoever, the case might be, yeah. they're going to have to put it through some meetings and it's going to have to get cleared and, you know, what does the label think and, okay, let's create a marketing strategy for it. Yeah. All this where... Do you think that's going to change? Is it changing? I think it is changing because it's so much more possible to be independent now than it was. Mm -hmm. Because, like, labels used to work by, like, literally selling CDs. Yeah. You know, and it's like you need you need someone behind you because to produce the and that's CDs, why it yeah. was like such a big thing too of like, which it still is, but like New York rappers or like mm -hmm. you know L.A. rappers or whatever it was because it was so like geographical because mm -hmm. the internet couldn't spread things as yeah. much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now you have like Florida rappers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you have Florida like, rappers from Washington because right. <laughs> you know I mean? like, the sounds just travel and yeah. And it's like totally possible to sell millions of records with no label. Yeah. And I think that, you know, they're still very helpful and they have a lot of resources and they bolster right. people. Right. But you can you can put things on Spotify and have it blow up mm -hmm. huge. You can, you know, do SoundCloud for free. Yeah. Um, and you can make better sounding stuff like easier and easier and easier now. Yeah. Like Splice, for instance. Mm -hmm. You can, that's the, um, it's a basically like a website or a platform where there's just millions of samples from okay. like top, top, top tier, um, I don't know, like artists or recorders yeah. or producers that uh -huh. put just sounds on there and it's royalty free. Yeah. You can like use all these sounds, um, which people have a big problem with because I don't know, they're like, it takes away the artistry. You're just using like samples. But I mean, you know, you used to pull somebody into the studio to play the saxophone for you, and now yeah. you can just like look up saxophone and get it. You know, right? Like it, it, it makes collaboration so much easier and more exciting. But like with things like that, it's, um, you know, it's easier to get professional sounds, and like some kid in his basement can get something that's recorded by like a Grammy, you know, winner. And yeah. it's, it's kind of this crazy thing. And then he can put it up on Spotify by himself and like make a huge name for himself. And mm -hmm. you know, if you're popping, why would you want a label to come take a take a cut of that yeah and there's still definitely things they can get you to, to the next level and things like that for sure but i mean we're already seeing it move away and i wonder i wonder mm -hmm. how much that's going to continue yeah i think it's a it's a really interesting environment right now because the there are so many platforms where you there the platform has replaced the middleman which is the um the company mm -hmm. you know um the label yeah um so like spotify obviously it's like you you buy in you subscribe or, or um you pay the subscription you know and you just get access to everything mm -hmm. um and then i don't there's like substack now i don't know if you know substack mm -hmm. um so i just recently started using substack um just playing around with it but it's basically like a um, it's like a writing app essentially like it's almost like YouTube but for writing hmm. and you can um, they don't have any uh, recommended really so it's not like YouTube where you like go through and then you yeah, see yeah. all the recommended videos it's yeah. you get stuff recommended based on 
what the people you subscribe to recommend. Interesting. And then you subscribe to individuals, not to the platform itself. Hmm. So it'd be like if on Spotify, you had to pay like a dollar a month to listen to like... Dominic Fike. Yeah. Interesting. Um, which is, it's like, it's kind of a weird business. I mean, it's a growing more popular as a business model, but um, it definitely like uh, democratizes some of that like creative energy mm-hmm. it's like it gets dispersed now yeah and yeah. it's available to more people totally i think it's really cool totally and i do think it's headed more that way yeah um because you you can't like it just wasn't it literally just wasn't possible yeah you know a while back and now mm-hmm. it just is it's like what okay well what is the label actually doing for me right and do i need that and do i need the confines that yeah. or like the confinements that come with that yeah no i don't think so yeah you know? Yeah, and it's possible, yeah, that that actually is damaging to what I'm able to do creatively. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, what's, the flip side of that is that people are consuming more content, whether that's like, I think YouTube's a good example. Like People mm-hmm. are watching more YouTube now than ever, and it's just growing, or TikTok, or whatever, yeah. or even music. Like, yeah. So the question is, is that a good thing? So there's all this, like, there's so much more being created, but then it, it means that it's taking so much more time from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, so, I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking about, of, like, where it's headed. Hmm. Is there a flip side that's actually damaging? Like, is it making people lazy? La- yeah, maybe lazy or... Yeah, like who's gonna who's yeah. gonna listen to it all? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it. I think it's developing more power of like to, um, like influence people, and mm. I think so. I think it's it. I think that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Like people are so influenced by influencers, or yes, you know, yeah. it's like you see everything that people are putting out, and we we are taking in so much more, and I think that it's taking and because like platforms are so accessible and because everybody's on them and because everybody can see anything that you want to put out even aside from like create creativity just like on instagram or things like Mm -hmm. this i feel like there's so much more credence given to i don't know these these platforms so much more credence given to like the things that we're taking in i think it's so much more influential because there's so much more that we're taking in like habitually all the time yeah um and so i think I think that we need to be careful like what we are creating and like what ideas and values we're pushing. Yeah. Um, I say that we, like I'm part of that decision process. Like who, who is the we? I don't know. Right. But I think that it's probably reflective of where our culture is heading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also think, you know, I mean, everybody talks about our, our attention span is diminishing. Right, right. All these things, which is probably totally true. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting thought. Um, Do you think it's a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's really good that the power, I mean, in a very classical, um, like, yeah, it's almost like political. Like the power is going back to the people instead of these like large companies. Yeah. And so it it almost mirrors like a, a political system Mm -hmm. where before you were dependent on these like large companies large organizations yeah 
Um, and now it's kind of getting handed back to mm-hmm. the, the creators. Um, so I think that's great. I think it will be really interesting to see like how far, how far it goes and how far does it continue to grow? Cause like, I, I'd, I'd be curious to know like how, how much YouTube does the average person watch and how fast is it growing? Hmm. Because it, it can't keep growing, right? Like it can't, let's say it's like an hour a day now, which I think is probably a conservative estimate. Yeah. I think it's probably higher than that. Like how, is it going to go to two and then three? <laughs> At what point does it reach its... It, right, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Probably I, once we a, have our big cultural reset. Right. Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> right. The one but that it feels like it's moving. About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, our, our recession. Yeah. Um, okay. So change it, a little bit of a change of topics, but what, um, how do you see yourself balancing like um, your kind of creative interests and um, pursuing those things and then what you want to do with as work or mm-hmm. maybe what you don't know <laughs> what you want to do for work yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the career that i definitely know what it is right <laughs> um yeah i mean i think the straightforward answer would be like oh you know i'd, I'd love to work in a creative field where i'd like you know I'm, I, obviously i'd love to be a recording artist or i'd mm-hmm. love to be a you know a surfboard maker or whatever it is um i feel like that it's more of i feel like you can have expression wherever you are in, in whatever you're doing and find excitement in mm-hmm. in most things. And I, I kind of, I guess I hope that I go to a field where I can be creative and excited and passionate about what it is that I'm doing. Um, whether that's finding new systems of what we're doing or, um, you know, it, I don't know. I, I think that you can be creative in ways that maybe aren't stereotypically understood as like creative. And I mm-hmm. think it's a little bit of a mindset. I feel like that's kind of, wherever I've found myself, I find myself creating like those things, like mm-hmm. got into fishing and I made like a fly rod and took mm-hmm. like a class about it. And it's yeah. like, you know, Oh, like it's, that's fun. That's cool. Or, you know, I moved to California and get into surfing and I come across some videos about, you know, making surfboards. I'm like, I could try that. Let's mm-hmm. like give it a go. Or mm-hmm. I, so I think it's kind of like wherever you find yourself, do you get like, ex- are you, are you doing things that you're like excited about? And I think that yeah. if you're excited about it, then you can get creative with those things even if it's not necessarily like art, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think definitely. that you can, you can, um, live in a way that, I don't know, is creative in some capacity. Yeah. And so I, I hope I have that, yeah. you know, and obviously that's like a really fine and dandy thing to say until you find yourself sitting in a cubicle, right. you know, and like doing something that is sucking your life away, yeah. which is <laughs> my biggest fear. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I guess I don't fully know how that's going to fit in, but I right. would hope that the mindset and the heart and the desire of, like, you know, I want to be excited about life and I want to be putting myself in, in areas that I'm excited about and and try to be creative and passionate about. You know, I want to do something that I'm passionate about and I feel like is making is something good. Yeah. I think if it's something good, then I'm going to be excited to do it and I'm going to want to do it as best as I can and that's going to require you know, some form of Yeah, and I think uh, at least from what I'm hearing from you, I'm like, it does sound like wherever you go, you, you tinker. 
Yeah, you're, yes. You tinker with it, with everything, yeah. you know? And so I do think it's like, like we mentioned earlier, it's like some people, they just have that. Like that's just, they're, they don't always follow the rules or, you know, they, they like to um, play with the ideas or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, so it sounds like, yeah, you're going to just take that with you yeah. wherever you go. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, it probably does take some intention as well of yeah. being like, this is how I operate best. So I'm going to try to do something that's conducive to yeah. um, that skill. Yeah, exactly. And and I feel like you can get that outlet in a lot of different things too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like I'm dating someone and we've like mm-hmm. been dating for a while, but it's like, how can you be creative and excited in, in that? You know, yeah. like what can I do to think of a date that like she's never been on? Or like her birthday's coming up. Like what's, what's a present I can get that is like a really fun and exciting or like creative thing that she wouldn't yeah. think or you know like i'm i'm doing work right now like what are some things that i can do to bolster team morale or you know or like yeah. make people excited or make cool connections with people or you know make a bigger impact than with like my my projects than you know most people are making or mm-hmm. or even if it is like darn i'm finding myself in a place where i just need to make money and i'm at a dead-end job that i very dis- much dislike then like maybe what are some outlets outside of work that yeah. I can do that? You know, like how can I be creative like with my family or like, you know, yeah. find ways to bring excitement and passion there or find different outlets maybe outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it is kind of a mindset of, you know, like let's, Take it let's, with you. let's tinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and I, I do think some people, there's different ways that people have like quote unquote creative energy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know necessarily that I'm a tinkerer mm-hmm. like you are. Like I think I, maybe in some ways I'm, and I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but some people it's like, they just have a vision for something and they're just like, boom, straight line, like get it done. Yeah. And I, other people are like, Oh, I just want to like mess around and yeah. until I find something. Yeah. So, probably different people are gonna you know have different methodologies for what yeah. works for them yeah and i think too it's it doesn't necessarily have to be like you know am i creative or like am i artsy right i think a lot of it can kind of come down to just like what's my purpose and like what am i here for yeah and i guess i don't know i mean these are kind of ambiguous terms that we're talking about but kind of like just this general sense of like excitement and passion for what you're doing uh-huh. i saw that so much in my football coach who was huh. a math teacher mm-hmm. who was doing like the same thing, teaching geometry to sophomores every single day. And that man was so excited to wake up every single day. Yeah. And cause he's like, you know, I'm here to glorify God and make an impact. And you know, Colossians three twenty three, do mm-hmm. everything as unto him. And he like lived by that. Yeah. And I think that if you can kind of try to step outside of the monotony for a second, like, okay, what, are, what am I here for? And like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What am I, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I think that that can bring a little bit more purpose to, to maybe something that might not be so, I don't know, passion filled or fulfilling yeah. in some capacity. Cause I mean, I know a lot of teachers too, who like hate, you know, grading every single day. It's like, gosh, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. I'm just grading every day. But he was like, let's go. I get to teach <laughs> geometry again. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so like fired up by it yeah and you know maybe that has something to do with disposition but i think a lot of it came down for him to like man i'm called to be a math teacher and i'm gonna be a math teacher really really well Mm -hmm. you know i want to glorify god as best i can when i do it yeah it's cool yeah um i do want to like if you don't mind 
how do you see your your tinkering uh, abilities and how do you see that as um, whether it's worship or glorifying God like how do you see that integration um, in your own life well I mean I think what we're just creative you know I think t- not everybody's the same level of create creative mm-hmm. you know but I would say there's like creative in everybody and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of just how we're made like we're made by a creative God to be creative and I think that it doesn't necessarily have to be like a Christian act to still have it be like worship mm-hmm. like you can make I could make a dubstep track yeah yeah that has yeah. no lyrics or anything yeah. at all but it's like man I'm I'm like creating and God has implanted in me this desire and this like love for just making. Yeah. And so now I, I get to like go and just reflect a characteristic of him. Yeah. Um, but I would hope that it could be something where I could use, you know, what I make to more, maybe more directly glorify God. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know what that looks like, you know, like I think it's the easy answer to be like, you know, if I'm a artist someday, I'm going to make Christian music. Yeah. yeah. Um, Christian rapper. Yeah, <laughs> you know me, dude. Um, but yeah, I think that I think it's more of I think I want to have a heart posture of like, all right, Lord, like I want to be a passionate guy and I want to be a creative guy. So how how do you want to use that? And kind yeah. of like, all right, my palms are up for whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Right now, I know it's like it's a really fun hobby, and it's mm-hmm. like I get to kind of reflect that characteristic of God and learn more about Him, mm-hmm. and I think sort of interact and with I don't know, various various characteristics of who he is yeah and I think that that is like an act of praise and worship yeah which is like a fun thing yeah um and so I hope it doesn't just stay like to just be like a worship series for me or like yeah, you yeah. know just like for myself I want it to be able to extend elsewhere yeah that's cool um but we'll see we'll see what that looks like I guess yeah I really like what you said and at the risk of sounding new ag in my uh summarization uh it's kind of like there's something um divine about the creative process mm-hmm. it's like you're mimicking yeah god when yeah. you when you participate in that yes and i think that's that's something that i've like been realizing yeah and i think is really cool yeah. and, and it doesn't even have to be like you said like explicitly christian christian quote yeah. unquote it can it's just like that is a um, a beautiful process. It's general revelation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I could put a Bible verse on my boards, and it's you know special revelation. Right. But, or I could just make that right. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's like you know God did this, and like God did this to me, and I'm you know He created me, and mm-hmm. He gets excited about it, and like He wanted it to be dope. Like He He wants things to be pretty, and He makes things crazy intricate, and spent a lot of time to well. I guess seven days to make the whole entire everything isn't a ton of time, but like, you know, like there's, there's a lot of thought and time and like yeah. this yearning for beauty, even that we see in our, in our God, which is like, it's kind of an interesting thing that like you would want to make yeah. things pretty. And can, can we get a shirt that says God wants things to be dope? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's probably heretical somehow. <laughs> no, but like, you know, you see that desire in him and it's it's like, man, it's cool that I get to kind of, yeah, partake in that yeah, yeah. as well. Definitely. It's like a fun, it's a fun process. Cool. But, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll kind of close with, um, how has your time at Biola kind of bolstered some of like these things that you're learning 
has it, or has it been a challenge? Like, um, how have you used that time to kind of like explore some of these things? Yeah, I think it's, it's exciting in that I think I've, I'm becoming more confident in who I am and like the passions that I have. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm able to explore a lot of different outlets of creativity, like here in California Mm. and, you know, getting more into surfboard building and taking it down to the beach and having people like, Oh, where'd you get that? Like I made it. It's like, it's cool thing. I get to use it like, you know, every week. And it's, it's, I think I'm, I'm also surrounded by people who love to create and who are creative and who like go after what they like doing. Like you right here, you're posting this, this podcast this trash and, podcast yeah which <laughs> might not be optimal but you're forcing yourself to do it yeah it's like man that's really encouraging and inspiring for me and i think that that fills me with a sense of um courage that i might not naturally possess mm-hmm. uh, i think so just being around people who are creative or yeah. you know my roommate who is yeah. writing stories jack and, burns jack burns who has been on multiple times <laughs> not salty about it that he's been on <laughs> right um but being around creative people, even if it's not exactly what I do, like I'm not writing stories, but yeah. he, he is and he's going for it. It's like, man, I, that makes me excited. So in that sense, I think it's really kind of bolstered it of like, ah, I, I like this and it's a worthwhile endeavor. And I think I can like do some of this to some capacity What what that capacity is, you know, I guess we're still figuring it out. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I have this freedom to go for it and I'm, I'm excited and I'm fueled by what I'm surrounded by. Yeah. But also it's tricky because it's this weird transitionary period of life where it's like, you know, I'm done being a kid and I have to start making money. Yeah. And, you know, so how are these idealistic things that I've been thinking about and I get excited about and I'm passionate about and now I have to be able to pay rent down here, which yep. is just absurd. Yeah. And, and so I think that that kind of has the opposite effect and it kind of squashes maybe some of that excitement. And, mm. Um maybe confidence in yourself i think in some capacity so yeah it's kind of this weird thing of yeah it's been built up a lot and i've i've learned a lot about who i am as an individual and what fuels me and um but also i'm like man i feel like the real world quote unquote is like coming like it's looming yeah it's like okay there's probably it's like okay i have to do away with some of these things because it's time to be an adult now yeah um, how accurate that is, you know, I don't know. And I think that flies in the face of what I was just saying. I'm like, yeah. Wherever you go, you right. can be creative because, right. because that's the idealistic that you get excited about. And then yeah. it's like, okay, shoot, now you need to start applying for jobs. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where there's a little bit of a breakdown. Um, so I think I kind of hope to maybe try to continue to surround myself by people who are passionate and excited. Yeah. And so that, that can kind of rub off of me as well. Yeah. Even if I'm finding myself in positions that might not be traditionally super, you know, exciting or passionate, you know, and hopefully yeah. I do land a job that I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Right. But I might not. Yeah. And exactly. so I kind of hope to, to surround myself with people that yeah spur that on in me. Is, do you have any, cause this is something I've been thinking about for a while and it was something that I wanted to spend more time working on this last semester, but because I was working just did not have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see a way that we like we can support each other? Not, and I'm not saying you and I, Dang it. but it could be you <laughs> yeah, and I. Cool. Um, so, like for example, like if you're if you help me, let me try out your you know your setup, your recording setup or whatever, and yeah. just like play around with it. Yeah, it's like that'll be helpful for me. Yeah. But on a larger scale, how do you see a way that um, people like you and I who are hungry for that kind of expression? can help each other maintain that hunger, 
even if we're like, you know, get caught up with the busyness of life. And yeah. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but <laughs> I think some of it could do with like moving away from like mass. I I don't know. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm trying to like bag on capitalism because I am <laughs> absolutely not or like or like big corporation like right. you know I don't know um but I think like there is something to be said like oh I'm gonna buy a new surfboard I could just go to like Channel Islands or I could get uh-huh. my Slater designs or yeah. whatever you know whatever you want to do or you could be like okay I'm gonna find like a local shaper and you know like support yeah. support them and I think you know, like if you're looking for a new board, I'd love to make you one. Yeah. And I think that you could, you know, be intentional with doing that. Um, I think that maybe sometimes you'll have to lay yourself down a little tiny bit because you might, you know, you're like paying more. Yeah. Or, yeah. or it's like, oh dang, this isn't going to be, or it's not the best. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, and I think that to, to be able to sustain yourself, you have to make good stuff. Like at the right. end of the day, like if you're making garbage, people aren't going to probably buy it. Yeah. And maybe they, you know, maybe they shouldn't. Right. That's a different discussion. Um, but you know, it's like, oh, I love, I love you, and I love what you're doing, and I want to be able to support that. Right. And I guess that isn't very mass scale, big scale, like you said. But I don't think, I don't know if it's necessarily should start mass scale. I think it kind of starts a little bit smaller. Like, yeah. Oh, like yeah, I have some stuff in my, you know, my room. Come try it out. You know, some recording equipment. Yeah. Feel free to try it out. Or like you're like, oh, I know you make surfboards. Like, you right. know, I'm looking for one. And I think that. If we can start maybe making some of those habits that might mm-hmm. kind of make it more possible to Yeah. And it's I'm I'm picturing it almost as like networking. It's like, oh, you're looking you want a surfboard? Like I know a guy. Yeah. I know a guy who's like who's into that. Maybe you could work yeah. something out. But it's hard when like Amazon is so big mm-hmm. or you know, like these there's these huge things yeah. where and it's pretty easy to get two day or like next day shipping or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I just and and I think that we can kind of start moving away from that. Like we we're talking about with the middleman kind of being removed mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, so it'll be cool to see. I don't know what happens with that. Definitely. But I think it's it takes to like knowing your community and knowing like what's going on yeah. with people. Or like you know, I think probably a lot of people don't even know I make music because I've kind of I'm shy about it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like oh, like we spend time getting to know each other, and you know that I have this music equipment, and I know that you're trying to record a podcast, so it's like yeah. okay, let me like let me hook it up. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think taking time to know others and also be known mm-hmm. and, and know them in a capacity to where it's like oh, I want to help you, and I I would love to like you know support your yeah your endeavors. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's not very helpful. But I don't know no, if you I... can start it at like this big. At this big level. I think yeah. it probably starts at a small level. It starts level. at the ground level. And I think that's I think that's a really good answer. And I, I picture that like as you're saying that, what I'm picturing is like just that like ground level like network. Mm-hmm. It's like um like honestly, like ideally that's how the church would be too, right? Yeah, it's like exactly. oh you need something? I know somebody yeah I, who can help. Like um, we're we are all the hands and feet, but like we know who's the hands and who's the right, feet. And right. We're willing to to the out. yeah um so i i don't think you're far off at all it's just it'll take time and that's a hard you know obviously a hard like we're, we're talking ideals and yeah it's exactly. hard to make it happen but and after this we go to our jobs and exactly know, stop yeah. recording and yeah it's time to yeah but um well ian that's all i got i cool. appreciate the time and uh super pumped to keep supporting you and your creative ventures Same. so Love and it. maybe now you'll 
Are we going to post some music now? <laughs> no, because no, it's not specific. quite good enough yet. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's never exactly. going to be good enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Always Thanks a pleasure, again. of course.